This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget you and you network. You can find that on Instagram, you and you underscore network, where you can find all the shows uh, under the you and you network. Shout out to the you and you network. You know what I'm saying? And all those podcasts that's on you and you network. Think for the you and you network. The head brothers at you and you network. You can check out the socials at you, a n d u underscore network you know every now and then I think you might like to hear something from us nice and easy but there's just one thing you see we never ever do nothing nice and easy we always do it nice and rough we're gonna take the beginning of this song and do it easy. But then we're gonna do the finish. Rough. The way we do Proud Mary. Rolling. Rolling. Rolling on the river. Listen to the story now. Left a good job in the city. Working for a man every night. among our MZA, among our MZA or among our elders, that if you don't start no stuff, you won't be no.
Welcome back to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can catch this podcast on Spotify, on Google Play, on the Apple Podcast app. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at Unprocessed underscore knowledge. We're not going to beat around the bush. We're going to get right into it. Something glorious happened down at in Alabama. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You've seen the videos. You've seen the memes. You know what happened. Something glorious happened. Something spectacular happened. Something amazing and righteous happened. I'm going to explain while watching that made you feel the way it did. After this video went viral, black folks had a little bit more pep in their step. Black folks, they straightened their back up a little bit. They stood a little taller. They felt a little better about themselves. But why? Let's talk about it. When you first seen that video, in the beginning, you probably thought, here we go again. Another video of a black man being assaulted, this time by a group of white people. And no one's going to do anything. Everybody's just going to stand around. Hopefully he don't die. You know, hopefully the, the cops don't show up and shoot him. But lo and behold, something different happened this time. This 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 wasn't a Jordan Neely situation in New York City where, where that white man put that homeless brother in a chokehold and strangled him to death on a train full of black people. Down in Alabama, something a little different happened, didn't it? Hmm. A sea of black people showed up and exercised black self-respect and self-defense. Things turned out a little bit differently this time. Every, almost every stereotype you was ever told and believed about black people was shattered in that one video. You was told there's no such thing as black unity. Black folks were united that day. Strangers who did not know each other. That black man who was getting attacked on that dock, he not related to none of those people that came to his defense. They don't know him. They don't know his politics. They don't know his religion. They don't know if he's LGBTQIA. They don't know if he uses a pronoun. They don't know if he's married to a white woman or married at all. They don't know nothing about this black man. But they saw a black man getting attacked and they unified and came to his defense. You was told black people don't care about each other. There was a sea of black people that cared about a stranger that they never met or didn't know that day. You were told that we are own worst enemy. Well, that day black folks were not their own worst enemy. That day you seen who the enemy was. And it wasn't nobody black. You was told that the young black youth, they just so far gone. They ain't got no respect for anything. You saw a 16-year-old black male jump off a boat and swim to the defense of that black man. 16 years old. 16. Came out the water 
like a damn superhero jumped in that thing swam fast as hell popped up out the water got up on the dock and started whipping ass 16 years old coming to the defense of a 65 year old black man now let me explain why it made you feel so good it made you feel so good because you seen a group of black folks in the right spirit you seen a group of black folks who weren't divided over silliness they wouldn't arguing and bickering with each other they wouldn't arguing about religion or politics or what you should and shouldn't do and what's the right thing to do everybody was on the same page and they said it's not going down this day black people have become sick and tired of being under the stranglehold of oppression how many times are we going to watch black folks get beat down for nothing and nobody does anything when there's a ton of black people around that 16 year old he didn't pull out his camera and start filming he jumped in the water with all his clothes on and swam that's black self-respect them black folks got off that boat and went and handled that business the way that business should have been handled that's black self-respect when you saw that video whether you realize it or not it gave you a sense of pride because you said to yourself even possibly even subconsciously there is hope there is hope for us we can come together and fight our enemy we can do it and we can win because them black folks won pretty easily made you feel good didn't it hmm? made you want to go out and and get you some metal folding chairs. It's past time to stand up and fight. Our parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents and our ancestors, they lifted that they lifted every voice and sing. That's what they did. Now it's time for us to lift every chair and swing. In the sixties they held hands and they sung. Now it's time to ball up your fist and swing. The time for singing is over. The time for swinging is here. Once that chair started swinging, the, they, they got them some act right real quick, didn't they? They weren't so big, bad, and tough no more. And the thing about this one is, since everything was videotaped and recorded from the beginning, these white folks can't come up with a lie and play the victim. Everybody saw them attack that man first. They jumped him. Even the white, the, the, the white female, when he was on the ground, she was kicking him. They attacked him. They can't play victim in this one. Those black folks were in the spirit of an all-out slave rebellion. Good for them. Let's keep that spirit going. The spirit of Alabama needs to flow through <laughs> every state. Every black person in the country who watched that video, all right? Come on, Montgomery, Alabama. Give them a big hand. Give them a round of applause. I was looking at y'all kind of funny a few weeks ago when that sister kidnapped herself. But well, y'all done... Y'all got that back, all right, Alabama. Y'all, 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 all right. Y'all, y'all got some good, y'all got some good brothers and sisters down there. The Montgomery Molly Wop will, will will forever live as a modern day civil rights icon. We should all have folding chairs in our house. That black man who was getting attacked down there, he didn't need no prayer warriors. He needed real warriors. He needed people to run down, run down to that dock with their shirts off to jump in the water and swim 
to come off the boat with folding chairs. He needed real warriors that day. I ain't got nothing against praying. I ain't got nothing against holding hands and singing. But it's time to put in work. As the people down in Montgomery, Alabama proved on that boat dock, on that former slave port. And yes, it is a former slave port. They sold slaves there. It's time to put in some work. After everything our people went through, had gone through in the last 400 years in captivity in this country, in 2023, we just going to sit around and let a group of black folks just jump on a black man and it's a sea of black people just standing around? Hell no. Mm-mm. Nope. Once that hat goes in the air, look, that hat, that's like the new bat signal. Once that hat goes in the air, that's a signal to every black person to send the cavalry from now on. Grab your folding chairs. Grab anything you got. It's it's going down. All right. You want to know who you want to know who, who who to fight for? Show up and look for the black person. All right. That's that's who side you on. All right, black folks. We can hash out the details later. That's how we gonna have to be. Ain't no white folks got what they got. Don't nobody feel bad for them. They've all since been arrested. They all turned themselves in on some petty misdemeanor charges. You know, I think they all had to spend 12 hours in jail. They all bounded, bonded out. Nobody's going to prison. Nobody's going to jail. They'll be fine. They got off easy with that ass whipping. They got off easy with that ass whipping. And let's just let's just get to the crux of it. If that boat captain was not a black man, they'd have never jumped on him in the first place. They would have never jumped on him in the first place. Point blank period. It's his job to tell them to move that they damn boat. That's like if you double park your car and parking authority shows up and asks you to move your car, you gonna jump him? You gonna j- no? <laughs> Who thinks like that? That's their job to tell you to move your car. You know you're not supposed to be parked there in the first damn place. If anything, you you, you thankful they didn't give you a ticket. Let's talk about what's happening down the floor. Our fathers were not the buffoons and clowns that they would like us to believe. For we could not have taught them how to cook and to sew. We could not have built their fine homes if we were such clowns in Africa. They took wise people out of Africa. They took mathematicians such as were great builders. But they did not want that knowledge passed on to the young. Florida schools must now teach students about the, quote, benefit of slavery when teaching black history. The controversial new education standard passed by the State Board of Education earlier this week. Now, this follows Governor DeSantis's so-called Stop Woke Act, which forced the rewriting of education standards there in Florida. A controversial part of these new standards is instruction for middle school students to learn, quote, how slaves develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. The largest teachers union in the state has spoken out against the new standards, calling them, quote, a step backward, adding that students deserve the full truth of American history. Okay, here's the benefit of slavery in America. White folks really came up. They really, really hit a 400-year lick on that one. That's the benefit. 
they're trying to rap, rap, do some verbal gymnastics and wrap this into some propaganda and really say that slavery was like a guest worker program that black people really benefited from because they learned all these skills. That's the lie. Here's the truth. You ready for this? Look, I know a lot of people who listen to the show are of a certain age and you have children. Your children are going back to school. Some of them even on their way to college. If you never let your kids hear ten hear three minutes of this program, let them hear this, okay? Get ready for it. The enslaved black people did not gain anything from slavery. All of those skills that they talk about, they knew how to do that already, kids. The enslaved Africans, they already knew how to build houses. They didn't live in mud huts. They lived in homes. They already know how they were already blacksmiths. They already knew how to do metal work. Metal work has been going on for thousands of years. They knew how to grow crops. How do you think they fed themselves on their own country for thousands of years? They knew how to raise animals. Everything that they did here under the system of oppression to serve white folks, they were already doing. That's why they brought them over here. Let's use logic. If you're going to enslave a people to build your country and make your country great, are you going to enslave a bunch of people who don't know how to do anything and you have to teach them everything? That's too much damn work. You're going to enslave a group of people who know how to do this stuff. <laughs> so when you bring them over here, it's a whole lot easier for you. Now let's look at the history of it. We've all seen some type of documentary or reference to these big old plantations down in the South with these big old beautiful homes and these manicured lawns and this, that, and third and all this other stuff. The slaves built those houses. Nobody had to teach them how to build the houses. They knew how to build houses. They probably just gave them some blueprints and said build this damn house. The slaves built those houses for the slave masters. The slave quarters where the slaves had to live at, the, the slaves had to build those themselves. The slaves had to make their own clothes. The slaves had to grow, harvest, prepare their own food. Not only their own food, the food for the slave master as well. If something got broke on the plantation, guess who had to fix it? The slaves. Do a quick Google search. And just look at all of the things that were invented by black people while they're in slavery. And those are just the things they give us credit for. If those are just the things that they give us credit for, I can guarantee you there is thousands of other things that were stolen by white folks that they don't give us credit for. There was no benefit of black people for slavery. That's a lie that they telling. Revisionist history. Propaganda. They're trying to confuse you to make you think, and I've heard this stupid ass lie from coon ass niggas my entire life slavery was so good because if it wasn't a slave i'd probably be an advocate somewhere hanging from a tree or chasing them like shut up nigga you wouldn't be the only people slavery was good for was your slave master it was good for him you have no idea what africa would be Really, the planet, really. I could just take it off of Africa. What the planet would be if it wasn't for European colonization. 
that's how the Europeans got rich. They plundered and stole from the entire planet. Those crown jewels over in Europe, none of them come from Europe. They come from India and Africa that's in that crown that King Charles puts on his head. All of those diamonds and rubies, even the gold, it comes from India and Africa. They stole it. Australia. The continent, you heard of Australia, right? They colonized that. The Pacific Islands. Hawaii. They colonized that. All the islands in the Caribbean. You heard of the Caribbean, right? They colonized that. Central and South America. The Spanish. Spain is a country in Europe. They're Europeans. They colonized it. They conquered and they stole. Ain't no benefit. Now, we the only people in the planet who they try to downgrade our pain and suffering as a benefit. What state passed legislation to teach the European Jew that World War II was good for them? Hmm? Them Nazi internment camps was good for y'all because y'all learned so much. Y'all came such a tight-knit community under Adolf Hitler. That, 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 that was good, wasn't it? Hmm. No one will ever pass legislation teaching that. They don't do that to other folks. Do they pass legislation to teach the uh, so-called Native American Indian that the Trail of Tears was good for them? Hmm? All them Native Americans being shot and raped and hung and murdered and marched from Florida to Oklahoma in chains. That, that was, y'all benefited so much? Hmm. Do they pass legislation to teach that what happened in 9-11 was good for white people? Them towers coming down, Osama bin, them, them, them Muslims killing all them white folks. That was good for y'all. Didn't y'all learn so much? Didn't y'all learn so much about planes flying in the buildings? They don't teach that. But 245 years of chattel slavery and another 200, you know, 100 some odd years of Jim Crow. And we still under the new Jim Crow. Over 400 years of oppression. And the worst part of it. Oh, that's good for black people because y'all learn, y'all learn how to pick cotton. Y'all, y'all learn how to take a whooping. Y'all learn how to follow instructions. Y'all learn how to read and write English. Ooh, aren't you thankful? Look at all these benefits. If slavery was so good, white folks, why don't you send your children into slavery? Why don't you send your white kids? Sell them into slavery since it was so good for them. They'll, they'll learn so much. They'll benefit and become better people. Matter of fact, white folks, why don't you, you yourselves, why don't you go into slavery? Go serve black people for free for 245 years. Be their personal slaves because it was so good for you. And you'll learn so many new skills. Y'all, you, you guys, will, you'll learn how to, how to fry chicken. You'll learn how to season your food properly. You'll learn how to dance. You'll learn how to play basketball. You'll learn how to properly produce and sing R&B music. You'll learn so much from black people. You learn how to play spades. You'll learn how to take a metal folding chair and whip somebody's ass with it. Why don't y'all do that? I've been going for a minute. Two things I want to touch on. The popular Netflix movie, They Clone Tyrone. If you haven't seen it by now, maybe skip ahead a minute. I'm only going to talk about it briefly. 
Here's the point of this movie. Everything. First of all, Jamie Foxx is hilarious in this movie. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy that our brother is, is doing better. He seems to be doing a whole lot better. He's making videos, you know. He seems to be himself. So I'm glad he had a good speedy recovery. Uh, not speedy. I'm glad he, that he's recovered and he seems like, you know, he'll be okay, hopefully. Very funny movie. Here's the point of this movie. All of the situations that are created to keep the black neighborhood in an oppressive state, those situations are created by white people. All right. When you watch the movie, Jamie Foxx, who played a pimp, he was a clone. The other brother um, from Star Wars, who played the who played the street cat, you know, the the drug dealing street dude. He was also a clone. If you picked up on this, the sister in the movie, the one who know uh, played the played the prostitute she was not a clone what this movie is basically saying is situations are created to target to really target black men and put keep the black community in an oppressive state situations are created to create the drug dealers and the street dudes or the pimps or you know the unproductive black men that really keeps black society in an oppressive state from within white people create the situations to control that but the black female she chooses to be ratchet right she was a prostitute she chose but she was not a clone she chose to be a prostitute the narrative of the movie is jamie fox and the other dude were clones they didn't have a choice they were designed to play these roles in the black community but the black female, she chose to be a prostitute. And of course, there's other other messages, other other factors keep black people as a society in an oppressive state. Their diet. Remember when they went to the to the fried chicken spot, and it was something on, on the chicken to make everybody act silly. Their diet, right? Strip club culture. Everybody in the strip club partying, having a good time, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the white DJ playing all the music to, to keep black black folks hypnotized. It's like loud rap music and naked black women shaking their behinds. That that keeps us asleep. That turn up culture. The black church. Remember David Allen Greer played the teacher. Remember they were sitting up in the black church and people was after a while, they just was like, well, everything will be okay. I mean, I know I'm poor and I'm being oppressed and school to prison pipeline and I got all these problems, but girl, I'm just going to put it on Jesus and everything's going to be all right. That's that. Well, instead of you putting work in, to improve your condition, to improve your situation, to get out of to get out of poverty instead of you taking initiative and doing something about it. Oh, Jesus take the wheel, he'll take care of it. There was the other scene with the sisters in the hair salon putting that putting that straightening cream in their head. After that straightening cream, after that that, that hair relax to get on their scalp, they start acting all silly and weird and and just all complying and just like, oh well, it is what it is. So that's really the point of the movie. It's 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 really a it's allegorical to get black people and, and to look at black society and look at the conditions and who's creating these conditions. Who owns the fried chicken spots? Who owns all these hair relaxing companies? Who who the hell told you you had to relax your hair, put you know straightening cream in your head in the first damn place? That's for the sisters. What situations create the drug dealers? What situations create the pimps? What situations create the street dudes? Who's creating these situations to keep the black community a permanent underclass in society? The last thing I'm going to touch on, and I'll be done in a minute. 
Affirmative action has been struck down from the college admissions level. A lot of folks are getting on Clarence Thomas, as they should be. But let's talk about Clarence Thomas for a second. Because I, I find this very interesting, and a lot of folks may not know this. Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, because that's what he is. He's a Supreme Court judge. My apologies. Justice Clarence Thomas, he's a Gullah Geechee. Gullah Geechees are really uh, black people whose ancestors were former slaves who were imported to North and South Carolina. And then after slavery was over, they was basically just left to live amongst themselves. So they kept a lot of their African culture. Those are the Gullah Geechees. Clarence Thomas is a Gullah Geechee. Clarence Thomas couldn't speak proper English until he was eight years old. Again, he was a Gullah Geechee. They didn't have the resources for proper education, and they spoke like this weird Gullah Geechee language. It's almost like this broken slave language. And his mother told him, never speak the Gullah Geechee language around white folks, because they'll look down on you. So when he got around white people, he didn't speak. When Clarence Thomas was eight years old, he went to a Catholic school, and the white Catholic nuns taught him how to speak English. The only reason he got into that Catholic school is because they had a program specifically in South Carolina for underprivileged black kids. That was affirmative action. Before affirmative action. Clarence Thomas went to a high school where he got a prominent education because it was one of the more prominent high school line that he got bust in. The only reason he was allowed to go to that high school at that time is because they had a program for underprivileged black kids to come to this high school and learn. That was affirmative action before affirmative action. Clarence Thomas got admitted into Harvard University, went to law school. The only reason he had he got the opportunity to go to Harvard University is because they had to admit a certain number of black people to Harvard Law School because of affirmative action, which Third Good Marshall fought for to make law. That's the only reason he was allowed to go to Harvard Law School in the first place, because they had a program specifically for black people. Why? Because for over 300 some odd years, maybe even four, because Harvard is one of the very first insti uh, academic institutions in the country. So Harvard's been around a long time, well over 300 years. And for most of that time, damn near all 300 years of it, they kept black people out. They didn't want no black people going there, right? Whites only, even though slaves built the damn schools, right? He was good enough to build it, but white folks ain't want to sit up in class with your black ass. But that's beside the point. Clarence Thomas got to be a Supreme Court judge. Why? When Thurgood Marshall retired, the man who made, who fought for affirmative action, when he retired, the, the first black Supreme Court justice, when he retired, guess who they had to replace him with because Thurgood Marshall fought for affirmative action? They had to replace him with another black person. And that's when Daddy Bush was in office. And guess what he said? Okay, Thurgood Marshall is retiring. We got to replace him with a black judge. Come on, Clarence Thomas. Come on. Which was really a slap in the face of Third Good Marshall because they picked this coon to 
come take his spot. Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, has been the beneficiary of affirmative action his entire life since he was eight years old. Not saying he didn't study hard. Not saying he wasn't smart. He, he, Clarence Thomas has more education than probably 95% of the country. He's actually not this big, dumb, stupid, buffoon black person. Clarence Thomas is actually very smart. But even as brilliant as he may be, he would never have gotten the opportunities that he got if it wasn't for affirmative action type policies. And he set up with that big old dinosaur looking white woman that he got. The nigga go home to Jurassic Park every night. Woman looked like a tyrannosaur. She looked like a velociraptor. And he voted against affirmative action. So basically, he's telling the next generation of black folks, even though my black ass set up and benefited from this shit, as brilliant as I was, I'm not saying he wasn't qualified. I'm going to make sure y'all don't have a chance. That's the type of black man Clarence Thomas is. Once again, this has been another episode of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can catch this show on Spotify. You can catch this show on the Apple Podcast app. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. Shout out to the UNU Network. Follow the UNU Network on Instagram at UANDU underscore network. Follow all the shows. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Engage with us, guys. We're not going to bite your head off. Help spread the word. We do this for free. But, you know, help spread the word. And if you want to Go to my ins- my Instagram, I'm process underscore knowledge. Tap that link tree. If you want to get a book, get a book. If you want to put something on that cash app, please, all donations are appreciated. Check you next time. I'm the voice that you hear that says, have you forgot that when we were brought here, we were robbed of our name, robbed of our language. We lost our religion, our culture, our God, and many of us, by the way we act, even lost our mind. You know the word, all praises.